0: Welcome back to another episode. Today's episode I am excited about. We have a special guest, Maggie Perotin joining us. She is an international business and leadership coach. I have learned so much from her and I hope you do too in this episode. Maggie empowers us as women to be leaders in our workplace, whether or not if we are in a leadership role. She discusses how we can lead ourselves and other women. Maggie says we are leaders in every areas of our life not just the workplace Maggie gives us some tips and advice in this episode tune in and let us know how today's episode was honestly your feedback really do matters it lets us know how we doing here at sisters crown podcast so just let us know are we back again welcome back to another episode of sisters crown podcast a podcast for women, uplifting women, to change the mindset of competing, to uplifting one another. I am your host, Bill Kies Aseramo. Let's get into it. Welcome, welcome back to another episode. Today we have a special guest joining us, Maggie
1: Perotin. Hi, Maggie. Hi, Bill Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. I
0: appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Sister's Crown. How have
1: you been? I've been really, really good. You know, winter is full-blown in Canada here. We're waiting for spring. But other than that, very good. How about you?
0: Oh, everything is going well here, sunny side up here in um, Los Angeles, California. (laughs) (laughs) So today, I know we're going to be talking about leadership and workplace empowerment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm
1: excited. Me too. I'm very excited. Before we start, can you please introduce yourself? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, as Milky said, my name is Maggie Perrotin. I live in Canada in Toronto area, but originally I'm from Poland. I'm an immigrant um and current like right now I'm a business and leadership coach so I do help entrepreneurs grow their businesses you know exceed their business goals and become high performing leaders of their business but I do have an extensive background in the corporate world when I immigrated to Canada I landed a job of like a service customer agent in the facility management industry and I grew my career in that industry for 13 years I've been in leadership position different project management positions and my last position before leaving to focus on my business was a director of operations when I had a team of about 30 people and we supported the operations of 450 across Canada and a little bit in the U.S. as well
0: wow that is amazing
1: thank you that was definitely um an interesting and not a boring career
0: <laughs> I can see yes
1: so okay so I guess we start to talk about <laughs> workplace empowerment and leading sort of the way for yourself and other women in the corporate world correct mm-hmm. All yes right. yes yeah, so um You know, I was thinking about it, and I guess I wanted to start just like a bit to follow my story so that I can relate to it, is Mm -hmm. when you're a woman and you enter a workplace that can be sometimes male-dominated, the same it was for me, then how do you lead yourself and lead your career to grow in there and also kind of hopefully, can lead a way for other women in that career. Because I truly believe that at Women, we have a lot to offer, a lot of different perspectives, even in male-dominated industry, even in industries that maybe you haven't been educated in and you somehow found your way. Just because you don't have an education certain way doesn't mean that your perspective, your experience is not valuable. I and agree. That, yeah. And and that was a little bit me when, you know, I came to Canada, never been to North America, never been even like, you know, facilities management. It's a lot about buildings, right? And mm-hmm. buildings in North America are very different from European ones. There's a lot of air conditioning and there's high rise buildings and so on, which at that time in Poland didn't really exist that much. So I found myself in the industry I didn't know anything about. Nothing. Zero. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had customer service skills and I had some experience, for example, in in bank that that my company service, but I didn't know much about building. So the one thing I want to say is or the first, you know, piece of advice that I want to say is that whenever you're either entering your role or you're already in a company. Believe in yourself, okay? Have the confidence that the current skills that you have and the current knowledge that you have are already enough for you to succeed in a role you're in. And that you, you have a perspective that nobody else has. You have certain experience you're bringing in to that role that nobody else has. That is very valuable because nobody else has that, okay? Okay. Um, And I found that like, I realized that because it's not like you know that upfront, right? Like you go on, you might not be confident, especially me, I wasn't confident Mm -hmm. Um, in the beginning. You know, my English wasn't as fluent as it is. And again, like very new environment. I definitely wasn't that much super confident in in my abilities to succeed but as I grew in my career I realized that my perspective was valuable because it offered different ways of thinking about a problem or about a solution that others people didn't and I also noticed that sometimes in other people who had maybe a different personality than me who had a different experience than me and sometimes like even I remember there was um, one gentleman that sometimes people like said, well, I'm not sure about him. I don't know. He's, he's very passionate and you know, his personality doesn't gel well with me, but if Mm -hmm. you gave him a chance, he always brought a perspective that nobody else had just because of the way he thought and so on. It was the same with me. You know, I was in an industry full of engineers Or, you know, more when I was a director already, I was meeting either with engineers, my bosses and VPs, or finance people who had a very different way of thinking than me, who is more people-oriented, humanistic, and not that much in like the hard skill, right? right? And I found myself bringing perspective and thinking about things that they didn't think about as first, you know, first thought, first thing. So it's always valuable. So I want to, you know, put it out there that whatever skills you have, whatever perspective you have can bring value to your current team, to your current employer, to your current job. So believe in yourself. Okay. You hear that,
0: everyone? Let's believe in ourselves and know that we can do it. I love it. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Then. So the second part to this is Mm -hmm. that if you like, so let's just assume that you like what you're doing or you like the industry you're in and you want to grow your career in. Because I always say like, if you're not happy where you are, change it, okay? Don't Mm -hmm. get stuck in a position you resent, in a position that you feel stressed about going because hey, you're not helping yourself succeed, right? It's very hard to succeed when you hate doing something.
0: Right. And, I agree.
1: <laughs> right? and and it's hard to think outside of the box and bring value. So like the, the, the first thing is, if you don't like your job, start looking for another one. There is a job that you can excel at, that you'll enjoy, and you can have a great career in, 100%. Guaranteed, there's one like that. And if you start looking, you'll find it, okay? But let's just say you're in a position you're interested in. It sounds fun and, you know, you're not bored. You want to grow there. Then lead with value. And I say that even, you know, when I coach my clients in their business, right? As entrepreneurs, for example, we're not paid for the amount of time we spend in our business, okay? We're paid for the value we bring to the marketplace, meaning for the problems that we solve for our clients, for how we help them achieve the goals that we do. And whether we do it in one hour of working or whether we do it in 10, it doesn't matter. We could get paid the same amount, okay? So I want you to think in that, way even being in a corporate kind of being that intrapreneur we think about what are the best ways right in my current role that I can help my team or my company achieve the goals that they have Mm -hmm. and the best way is to like be curious right learn more about, know more about the company, kind of what's going on, what other departments are doing, understand your role from a broader perspective. Like think about if you were the CEO, if you were your boss's boss, if you put the hat of a VP on or the CEO on, what would would be important, right? right. for, For the company. And like, I always thought that, what helped me progress in that career that i was curious like i love to learn and because i didn't know much about the industry mm-hmm. even when i was on the phone talking to clients or finding out what were their issues with the with the with the buildings and for me to troubleshoot over the phone without seeing the issue you had to ask good questions right but you can only ask good questions if you know a little bit about the buildings, right? If you don't know, it's a good question. You're right, yeah. So what I was doing is, then when I found out something about the problem and I was calling a vendor to say, hey, like we have this problem, you are going to you know, we need you to help us. They would ask me questions. They would say, well, what about this? What about that? Why Mm. didn't you find out this, right? So I wasn't taking it personally, but then I was learning from them. I was like, oh, okay, next time I need to learn this, right? Or I would ask them, like, clients said this and this, what does it mean, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So being curious and understanding not only just what you need to do, but how is your job maybe affecting other departments or maybe affecting people who then take what you've started and finish that, right? So right. being curious gives you a unique perspective on how your company works. And from that, you can come up 100%. You will come up with ideas for improvement. You will find problems that nobody else sees. And you might have inclination of the solution, mm. Okay. And if you bring that forward to your boss or to somebody, how can you improve what you're doing already? How can you make companies' life better? Mm -hmm. I guarantee you'll be noticed. Okay. So it doesn't have to be, oh, I'm working to the point where I'm burning myself out or I'm taking on the jobs that then I don't have time. It's just, nothing is perfect no there's no company out there that doesn't have problems and that is perfect how can i find out what maybe doesn't work from my perspective from my role and Mm -hmm. do i have already an idea and it doesn't have to be full-fledged solution but already some sort of idea solution that i can bring forward and say hey i'm noticing this and i think we could fix it that way okay Mm -hmm. because truly when even as a leader when i had my team i was always telling to my team you guys are doing the work i it's hard for me even to come up with solutions for problems that i know i might not be seeing Right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not the one doing the work. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Right? Like if I'm a director, yes, I have other responsibilities. But if I don't do the frontline work that interacts with customers and so on, I don't know what are the problems. Mm-hmm. I might have an inclination, but like my idea could be totally off, right? Right. So if one of my team members comes to me and say, "Hey, Makey, like this is what's coming up, and I see it over and over. Meaning there is a pattern to it, right? There is a systemic issue, not like a one of exception. And they already have an inclination. Then it's so valuable to me, to our team, to the department, right? Let's look at it and follow. So then I know that hey, this team member cares." They want the team succeed and they have this mm-hmm. ability to spot patterns and find solutions. They're a valuable team member, right? I mm-hmm. will think of them the next time I have a promotion coming up. They will be on my top of my list. I can tell you that.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, I need you to be my boss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no problem. <laughs> then another thing that I wanted to say and you know what that is actually a skill or ability that will help you anywhere not only in your job not only if you have a business but even in your personal life is be reliable meaning lead yourself and lead by example I always say like my theory or, or my really belief, it's not even a theory, my true belief about leadership is that we are all leaders. Okay, leadership is not about the title. It's not about the position. You don't have to be a CEO or some sort of politician to consider yourself leader. Mm-hmm. We lead our families, we volunteer in our communities. If we're business owners, even if we're solopreneurs, we have our clients, you could be a team, peer leader to your junior team member that's just joined and they're feeling lonely and lost and you can help them, right? You're, you, you are a leader. And but first of all, to lead others, you need to be able to lead yourself. And by leading yourself, i mean walking the talk and leading by example. And one of it is being reliable. And what I mean by that is doing what I say I'll do When Mm -hmm. I say I will do it, or if I can't, which nobody is perfect, nobody, right? We're all humans. I communicate that ahead of time, Mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. Because the worst thing, again, that can happen is, let's say you take on the project, maybe because you didn't want to say no, but you're a fool. And I'm like, you're up to your ears, but you still take something on, because you were scared to say no to your boss for whatever reason, okay? But if you take it on and you say you will do it, and then you don't, and it turns out and you say that at the last minute, that's actually worse, okay? Mm-hmm. Then telling the boss right up front saying, I can't do it within the time frame you're wanting me to. And here's why I have this and this and this and this going on. Okay, mm-hmm. I could do it. I have the, I have the skill to do it. But either you give me more time, and this is when I think I could do it, right? Or I drop some other things. What do you want me to do? Okay. Mm-hmm. Or let's say you take something on, and down the line something unpredictable happens, and you're seeing it will take longer. There's some issues. If you are upfront about it right away, then A, your boss has time to help you to maybe remove those obstacles out of your way Mm -hmm. and also arrange other things that might be dependent on you finishing that project, whatever that is, okay? Mm -hmm. The better you communicate, the better upfront you are. Mm -hmm. And not, again, it's not about you trying to be perfect or taking more than you can, But being mature enough and having that courage that sometimes it's scary to do, right? To just say, I can't do it then. I can do it, but here. Or there is an issue. You know, I'm raising my hand. There is an issue like this is what's coming up. We need to fix that if we want to meet the deadline or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It shows, again, it shows that you care of the right to, to, to create the outcome that's desired and you're mature enough to bring up issues, okay? Because mm-hmm. Is leaders, they're not majority of them. I'm not saying, you know, there's always some... you not reasonable people, but majority of people are reasonable, right? So if you tell them up front and the leaders are mature and they know that issues happen. And sometimes that fear that we feel as more junior team members, we create it for ourselves because we're scared of like the, I don't know, the, the role, the, the name of the seniority of the leader. And we think, oh, my God, right? They expect perfection, whereas they don't. Because You're they've right. been in our shoes. They know how it is. It yeah. just maybe they're not communicating that well on their end. And you get that impression of them sometimes, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I so, agree. So don't, don't be scared, okay? Yes, calm. It's not about maybe freaking out and being all emotional and saying, oh my God, what are you doing and blaming things, right? It's more right. about being grounded and calm when you deliver that message, potentially having a solution or saying, okay, we can do it, but we need this time and so on, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Without pointing fingers and blaming, just presenting the facts, okay? And and again, that's a very invaluable thing for any leader. And not everybody has that, right? Right. The worst thing for me was finding out that we couldn't do something or that something wasn't happening at the very last moment. When I was there all the way, and let's say even communicating, saying, hey, if you need help, come forward, let me know, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't have enough time, come forward. If you get stuck with another department or whatever, come forward, let me know. I'll do anything I can to remove those roadblocks for you. Right. Right. So that's another tip. Then the next one that I have while mm-hmm. you're still again while you maybe you're not a leader still but you're you're getting there is sometimes don't be scared or don't shy away from Sometimes moving laterally, so not necessarily getting promoted every single time, right? It's not, I'm I'm not suggesting here just always stay within the same positions or the same kind of level, Mm -hmm. but sometimes don't be scared to move laterally to gain some different experience that it would be very hard for you to gain, or you would never get a job trying to get promoted like this. Okay. Okay. And I will give you an example from my own career. I did that actually a couple of times Mm -hmm. in my career when I was moving from a team manager in like a call center that I started just for a different department. When I was a team manager, there already not an agent. And I was, you know, I had a lot of experience in that type of operation and I needed, like I wanted to move for something different. But it, but at the same time, the opportunities that were there were kind of lateral move, but they were different. I didn't have experience in them. And that was to become a facility manager. So managing buildings, dealing with mm-hmm. clients, doing projects and so on. Something I haven't done. Yes, I was in the same industry and I was sort of understood a little bit what facility managers did, but i never done similar work. And for me, that was... a That was a lateral move, and I still did it. So I didn't get a raise moving, right? Mm -hmm. I just moved the thing. But there were a few things that, for example, for me were valuable. So for example, one of it was a personal choice as well, where Mm -hmm. when I was working in a call center, I was working shifts. I sometimes worked nights and sometimes afternoons, but at that time I had a baby. And my baby's daycare wasn't open at 10 o'clock at night. You know? Yes. So that was one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. Another reason was more professional where A, I wanted to learn more within that industry because I just like the industry. I wanted to grow. And I realized that in order to grow within that industry, I needed more of the building management experience, dealing with clients and so on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So for me, those were two main reasons. Mm -hmm. When the opportunity presented itself, I took it even though I wasn't getting a raise, okay? Because Mm -hmm. it was the the positions that I was in were kind of the same. But again, I did that for about a year and a half, and really gained a oh, lot outside of gaining full flexibility in my personal life, right? To to manage like the daycare and with my husband and so on with the baby. But I gained such an invaluable experience that, again, gave me a different perspective on the operations of the company. Now I was seeing it from the perspective of the client who was in those buildings and a person who had to deal with those clients, who was on the receiving end of all the work that we were first taking in and sending the vendors and so on. So like think about that sometimes that it's not such a bad thing. And again, you don't have to do it if you if you always have opportunities to get promoted, no problem. That's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But if sometimes you don't, but and you're like, okay, well, this position, I've done it forever. I want to learn more and so on, sometimes it might not be a bad idea. Again, you don't have to stay forever like this, right? You can learn right. stay a year and move and move up afterwards, for example. Right. Right. So so that's something I want to throw it out there because it just worked well for me.
0: And can I say something real quick Yeah. Um, for me? I love what you're saying, but um, I remember being in a certain company for so long Mm -hmm. and I felt like I did just that. I felt like Mm -hmm. I, you know, took on other roles, even Mm -hmm. though I wasn't getting paid to do it, but I was learning a lot. Mm-hmm. And I try to build my resume mm-hmm. within it, like mm-hmm. basically allowing my resume to kind of match mm-hmm. exactly what I've been doing at in the workplace or where I was working. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed one thing is like, sometimes you may have the experience, but when mm-hmm. you don't have the title, it kind of. To me, I feel like it doesn't allow you to move within another company. I, Like, for example, mm-hmm. for instance, let's say I, um, I am a receptionist mm-hmm. and I've been mm-hmm. working in this company for about three years, but mm-hmm. somehow mm-hmm. I know how to do other roles within that department. Now, when I'm looking for another position, I tell them I'm a receptionist, but I do have some experience here and experience there. Yeah, yeah. But it's somehow I feel like the title also affects my growth. Um, so, yeah, of not having that title of the mm-hmm. like what I really want to do. Do you get
1: what I'm saying? I totally get what you're saying. So okay. like let me just address that in a second. In this example where I was saying it's actually you're switching positions, it just they might not be paid more. So in my example is I moved from like a team manager to a facility manager. So I actually my title changed. Yeah. It's just it wasn't a promotion for me, right? Like okay. I, I didn't get a raise. My my mm-hmm. salary stayed exactly the same at that time. Okay. Mm-hmm. For you for example, like what I have to, what I would like to say uh in this example, okay, there's two ways you can deal with that because it's not about, you know, being reliable and and being like leading with value and and kind of finding things. It's definitely not I don't want to say that in a sense where you don't have boundaries and you let employers use you, okay? Because I'm not saying that every employer is perfect and so on. You do need to have some boundaries and at some point say, okay, I'm doing this, I'm bringing this value, but this is not this position anymore, right? And I would love to continue to do that, but... I would like this to be reflected in my title, in my salary, and so on. Yeah. So that's one option. And Mm -hmm. I did that in my career once as well, where I was hired for one position right? And there was certain things within that position. I started doing that and that the need for that role changed very quickly. Like the company I used to work for, it would like double its business every couple of years. So it grew very fast. Mm -hmm. So the need for that position changed. And within like a few months, I started, I found myself doing a position of one level up, more senior position. And just like you, I was like, yeah, that's great. I love the experience. But, you know, I'm not getting recognized for it in sense of the pay or even the the title. And then there's people in the company doing what I'm doing, getting paid properly for it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I did go to my boss. Like I found a, you know, good moment where I was like, you know what? I really want to grow. I want to contribute and so on, but I don't feel like my position currently is reflecting what I have on paper. And let's have a conversation about it, right? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. that's one option. Now, of course, the other option is, like, let's just say you are not in a company that's not maybe receptive to that and your management doesn't care that much and so on. Again, as I always say, you can always change position in the company and it would be great if you had maybe a reference who could attest to let's say when you put in the in the uh, resume okay well i was a receptionist but those were the duties i did right? right i did the receptionist and i did backup for this and backup for that and so on that just in case the new employer wanted to verify that you know a some kind of reference could confirm that that can also, you know, help out, be an option. Okay. Okay. That sounds okay. cool. Mm-hmm. And and I know that, you know, again, there's no perfect company. We don't always get perfect bosses. I've, that there are sometimes things that just don't go the way it should go. Right? Yes, that is and, true. And, and, and then... We just need to have, you know, we have certain choices to make and we can make certain decisions and we need to think about, well, what is the best, most strategic decision for me in this situation, right? Right. And then, so that leads us, I guess, to the next um, next point that I have, that it's always great to have a mentor or a coach, somebody who can help you. Or help you even grow, or give you different perspective. You know, I've been lucky that I've had a great boss and a head mentor in my first couple of positions. So the lady who hired me, very beginning in Canada, was my boss for a good few years in my mm-hmm. career. And this was also one of the reasons I stayed in that department because she was such a great mentor. And for me, it was always important who I work for. Um, So having her perspective, her even training and, and, you know, helping me out even in my more junior leadership position shaped the leader I became, right? It was invaluable. And I'm always grateful for that. I've always recognized that. And I was always wanted to give back even as a leader to my team members, right? And always Mm -hmm. serve as that mentor and a coach for them just because I had that for many, many years in my career. And, and, you know, and again, we don't always get lucky. Not all my bosses were like that down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, I had some who were a little bit like that, some that were okay, but were really didn't mentor me, and some that weren't so great at all, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so finding somebody, so if you, it can be your boss. Maybe it could be somebody within your company that is willing to mentor you. You know, there is... I know LinkedIn has that mentorship, I think, feature. Really? Where people. Yeah, it does. Unless they took it down. Oh, I never knew didn't. that. But they do where I think a people can look for a mentor and then people can be mentors. So unless they took it down and I didn't check it lately, but I've even on my LinkedIn couple years back, I kind of, volunteered when I was still in my corporate job to be a mentor okay and then kind of much so then you know LinkedIn or if maybe LinkedIn doesn't have it maybe you join some networking groups that could potentially have it you know having some sort of somebody who you can just bounce ideas with talk about whatever and they can just give you different perspective they can share their experience it's really invaluable And then, when you're a leader, you can give back and you can mentor others, or you can mentor even, you don't have to be a people leader. If you're already somewhat experienced, you can mentor junior colleagues. You know, that that whatever you give will come back to you tenfold. I truly believe that. I agree with you on that one. So, so that's that. And then, I guess, once you are a leader and you actually have team members, under you okay what I wanted to say and this is something again I followed as a boss just because I was taught that and I experienced the power of it myself is that when you're looking for great people to join your team whether you're hiring or whatever don't be scared to take chances on people Okay, Mm -hmm. who might not have the perfect experience, and maybe their resume is not greatly polished, and maybe they're shy in the interview. But learn to ask good questions, to do an interview in a way where people can be themselves and be Mm -hmm. relaxed and show you truly who they are, and look for people who are sort of hungry to. succeed they want to learn they're curious they're willing to 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 really learn the skills and so on because very often many many jobs the the you know the skill that's needed to do the job can be easily learned and yes there's some jobs that require certain skills I don't know a doctor or a coder or certain things right where you need certain, level of technical skill but there are so many jobs out there that are really that can service industries and and so on that whatever technical skill is needed can be easily learned okay Mm -hmm. and what it's hard to get is that dedication and hunger to learn and and seeing the problems and looking for solutions and so on so don't be scared to take a chance on people you know i was one of those people right when I came to new country and everybody was telling me hey like it's hard to get a job without Canadian experience this is what people are looking for right and Mm -hmm. I don't remember how many resumes I sent out right but I was sending resumes and I did hear that sometimes well you know your resume is great but you don't have Canadian experience and and yet the manager that hired me didn't care about that Right. She took a chance on, hey, a chance on you. Mm-hmm. I see you have some experience that's relevant. You moved across the ocean, leaving your family to a country you've never been to. That takes certain character and courage, and so on. I think you can do it. Let me hire you. Right. Wow. And I remember that and I was so grateful for that that I really worked hard because I didn't want to. Um, I wanted to give back, right? I didn't want to disappoint somebody who took a chance in me. And, And in my career, I have to say, I did hire many newcomers to Canada, right? Giving them a chance for people who were coming to industry without necessarily experience and so on. And they turned out to be my best employees. Wow. The ones that learned the best, that understood the industry the best, because they were curious, Right. Mm-hmm. They wanted to learn. They were hungry to to settle, to have a good chance. OK, so that's like if you become a leader, that's like my one of the best advice I can give you. Don't be scared to take chance on good people, even if they don't have a perfect resume or a perfect skill. OK, for a particular job. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, be authentic And vulnerable. And that's not just as a leader everywhere, but especially because sometimes, you know, when we're in uh, higher positions, we have that thing thought that, oh, we're supposed to know it all. And we can't show weakness and we need to have all the answers and our team relies on that and so on. But the reality is that nobody knows it all. And we live in and now in an, in an economy in the market where things change constantly, where one person cannot do it all. It really is, unless, again, you're a solopreneur, but if you're in a bigger company, that it's really always a team effort that yes. creates success for the company. Mm-hmm. And the more diverse you have the team from backgrounds and opinions and how they look, the better solutions you find. So it's okay not to know everything as a leader. It's actually better to listen, ask good questions, Mm -hmm. empower your team, like take away the challenges that they encountered that you can help them with, right? So they can continue because ultimately when the team succeeds, everybody does. And you as a leader as well. So have their back, right? So have the back of your team. You know, I always tell my team because... When you have a junior, you know, I used, my team was kind of in the beginning when I was, you know, leading teams, there were junior employees. And then as I grew, like some of my employees were more, more senior and more junior team were mm-hmm. under my managers. <clears throat> but especially when you deal with junior teams, you know, they don't have that full confidence in themselves yet because confidence is built with experience, right? It builds, it builds with action and doing things mm-hmm. and trying things and so on. Yes. So when you are a leader, you need to realize that and have your teams back, right? You can Mm -hmm. establish certain rules and certain processes and say, hey, Maggie, here's the process. Here is your kind of framework or your boundaries to make decisions. But if you make decisions within those boundaries Mm -hmm. and they're not perfect and things happen, it's okay. I'll have you back, right? right? It's fine. Like, we're not perfect. And when people feel that, that you can stand up for them, you can push back on other departments being upset or whatever the case might be, they're more courageous. They're more, they feel more empowered. And the balance Mm -hmm. of that is always to the favor of the team, even if they make mistakes down the line. It doesn't matter. Okay, like the, the the things that they accomplish because they feel empowered to make decisions again, to try new things. And so on, it's always to the benefit. So have their backs, be interested in them as human beings mm-hmm. and learn about them as human beings and care about them, not just employees, but actually holistic humans. And yes. they <laughs> truly will move mountains. That is you. so
0: true. They it's do. So true. It's so so true. Even just being an employee, I want to talk about this real quick. Do you believe mm-hmm. um, there is a difference between manager and, and a leader?
1: Yes. Okay,
0: because I feel the same way too. And I feel like as a leader, you should have both hats, But yes. I feel like some managers is on, they are only just managers. They're not trying to be leaders. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be part of the team. They just manage us and micromanage mm-hmm. and really not part of the team. Like you stated earlier, how, you know, sometimes there are situations that's going on in the company that, you know, the frontline worker would know about and the manager Mm -hmm. would just make decisions without consulting with the people that's actually doing the Mm -hmm. work
1: Mm -hmm. to see
0: like, Hey, What's going on? What do you think we should do here? Uh But they kind of just do whatever they feel. And then they just kind of throw it on the person and say, okay, this is what we are doing. And it's like, oh, wow. But I've Uh been working in the same position for many years and that doesn't work. Would you at least ask me for my suggestion on something? You know, I feel like Uh there is a huge difference um, between management and leadership. And that's one thing I love about you. And one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on here, like you said, I feel like everyone is a leader. I believe I'm a leader, even as an employee, not working in a leadership role. I always say in front of my manager, I say, I'm a leader, whether Mm -hmm. you at work or whether you're not here. Mm -hmm. If there's a situation where I I wouldn't say, hold on, wait for my manager, I'm gonna try my best Mm -hmm. within my power, within my scope to assist Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, if I can't assist then I can say, hold on, this is out of my scope, let me go ahead and reach the manager. But my Mm -hmm. goal every time I pick up the phone to assist a member is Mm -hmm. to deescalate or help that member that moment where they don't feel like, oh, she has to get a manager, you know, I should be able to handle the situation. And I think that's important for each and every one of us to always have that title of leadership in every aspect Mm -hmm. in our lives.
1: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I 100% agree and you're right. To be really successful and again whether it's in your corporate career or whether it's in your within your family or in your business, you need to be both. You need mm-hmm. to be a manager and a leader and yes, depending on the position sometimes you manage a lot of time is spent managing and but managing is like I think we lead people right? Mm -hmm. And then we manage like processes and systems and tools, right? Because management is about finding efficient ways to do things. So we, you know, we maximize companies' resources, right? Right. We're not wasting a lot of time with it. Process, we're not doing work five times, the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. We're eliminating waste and so on. That's management. And that's management, but yes. People, for me, it's not about managing people. Like human beings as adults, we can manage ourselves. I yes. was, I thought that, right? <laughs> I'm not there to run a daycare to manage little kids. Once you're an adult, you should be able to manage yourself. I agree with I you, want, Maggie. <laughs> I want to lead you. I want to be serving you, coaching you, helping you succeed because Mm -hmm. ultimately, right? And leading a team. So then we all roll in the same direction, right? And our strengths create a sum that's higher together Mm -hmm. than just individuals working, you know, in a group, right? Right. It's just think about if you had like a basketball team and every player just did, whatever some sort of thing without really working as a team right right they would never win games they need to be one to win games and win the nba championship or whatever right they they almost operate like one organism and sometimes having star players that have a big ego is not good for the team it Mm -hmm. actually hurts the team right 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 so so the 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 leadership is that to make people, your people, you know, reach their highest potential, but also work together as a team and the team team. reaching its highest potential. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you. You need both.
0: Yes. So if you are a leader or an employee that's aspiring to be a leader, how would they reach out to you? Maggie, what's the best route for them who might be interested in being mentored by you mm-hmm. or being coached by you? How, would they, how can they reach out to you?
1: The best way is either through my website, which is www.stairwaytoleadership.com. So as you can see I'm passionate about leadership. Yeah. <laughs> I named my company stairwaytoleadership.com it's one word or you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn under Maggie Peratten my my name. Um you can reach out to, uh to me there as well. Okay, do you have an Instagram handle? I do. I do. It's S for stairway number 2 and then l
0: Thank you so much, Maggie. I've learned so much from you on today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Do you have anything else you want to share? Any final thoughts? Any final words you want to share with our listeners?
1: Uh, Thank you, definitely, Belki, for having me. It's been a pleasure. And I guess the, the one thing, and maybe I mentioned it in the beginning, but I really want to stress that out, saying that have confidence in yourself and in a sense that authentic and humble confidence where you already know a lot and you have a lot to offer and the skills that can either, you know, you can succeed in maybe a new role that you're in or be promoted or, you know, just, how do you say, apply for whatever role you're thinking about. Because very often, especially as women, you know, we try to be 100% ready for a new role. Um, And, you know, research shows that the guys are, like, applying for new roles when they're, like, 30% (laughs) (laughs) qualified. So let's just not be too hard on ourselves. And if you're thinking about a role, you're probably more than qualified to apply. So just go out there and apply. And at the same time, while you're in the role and you realize that, hey, like, there's things I don't know, You can learn them, okay? Don't freak out. Just have a confidence that even if you don't know, you have the ability to learn and figure it out. You can be curious. You can ask people. You can... Read things, you can Google things, you can YouTube things. So There's true. a lot of resources out there when you can learn what you need to be successful.
0: There are ways you can support Sister Crown this season. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go ahead and share it because we all know sharing is caring, as well as following us on Facebook, Instagram, where you can like, share, and post our stories. Also, Sisters Crown is now offering life coaching services. With Bill Keys. If you are interested in being coached or you know someone who might be interested in being coached, please go ahead and visit our website at www.sisterscrown.com where you can find out more information about life coaching and how you can schedule a free complimentary breakthrough session with Bill Keys. Thank you. Alright, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remain blessed, be encouraged. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at Crown underscore podcast or on our website www.sisterscrown.com for the latest news and updates.